0: Welcome to Psychology Has It Backwards. I'm here today with my best buddy,
1: Judy Sedgman.
0: And today we're going to talk about how missing an understanding of state of mind totally changes the way you look at helping people and uh, not only helping people, but also understanding what needs to happen for them to get better. So we're going to talk about state of mind and kind of uh, a little bit about how that impacts both the provider. So how in, in psychology, not understanding that piece or not paying attention to it in terms of what we know about um, a person's experience can um, impact the therapy session, the, the way we interact with people. And as well as understanding how therapy, how state of mind changes in the therapist as well. So in the listener or in the, in the client. So if you're listening and you're not a client or a therapist, that's okay. Just think of it in terms of how you deal with your family and friends. And because once we understand state of mind, we really stop suffering, I think. Because when you're, When you're looking, when you don't understand state of mind and people do things that are either uncharacteristic or characteristic of them, that's hurtful or negative, we tend to think that it's personal to us, you know, that they're um, like not doing their chores around the house because they don't value me and they expect me to do it for them or, um, that um, they're, they don't really love me and they're being mean to me. Like I used to always think my boyfriends were always being mean to me. Like what would be their motive in dating me and then wanting to be mean to me? But I was always kind of looking for that in people rather than understanding that sometimes they got stressed out and they got a little harsh or they'd forget to call me because they were doing something else. So, I think understanding that a difference in our state of mind, and I'll just talk a little bit about that, it's kind of like we would, these are words that describe the same thing. It's like you're in a different mood, you're in a a, a stressed out place, or you're in a really healthy place, and we go in and out of these states of mind all day. So, sometimes we're in a really healthy, beautiful state of mind, and our thinking is naturally more positive and we're um, more open to uh, change and possibilities. And then when our thinking gets more negative, it can cause what we would call a low mood or we're in a, um, uh, a bad state of mind and we get more insecure then. And so we are operating through a filter of insecurity and negativity when we're in that state of mind. So depending on how low your current state of mind is, it will distort your thinking X amount. So when you're in a good place, you don't get much distortion. You see life kind of as it is without judgment, without a lot of bad feeling, without a lot of insecurity. And then as soon as your state of mind changes, suddenly they're they're out for you. You know, it's like people are out to get you and they don't love you and you're screwing up all the time and you can't please anybody. And it feels like there's no end to the problems in your life.
1: Yeah. that That's the most interesting thing that finally occurred to me when I started getting involved in the principles that I would, you know, I was doing client work and and, I, and it's a funny story, but what dawned on me when I finally started to see this was, well, of course they're angry when they call me, I'm in the service business you know, nobody calls up a service provider and says, oh, everything's working today again. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So they're not mad at me. They're just upset because that's what they're paying me for. They're paying me to listen to them when they're upset and fix the problem. And I was like, oh my God, all this time I've been getting so upset about these clients. I used to tell people I was doing the impossible for the ungrateful. And I was so sad that my clients were never thankful. And I'm going like, why would they be thankful? <laughs> They're <laughs> me. We're doing our job. And, you know, I had all these clients and if I got three angry calls a day, that was a lot. And so I'm thinking I've got like 100 and some clients and I get maybe three calls a day, which means that 90 some clients are perfectly. Happy. And I didn't even, I, I never put that together. People would call me and they'd say, Look, this terrible thing has happened. I've only got five minutes. I got to be in surgery. You know, you got to fix this. And I would think, Why do all these things for you? Instead of thinking, Oh, you poor guy, you're really upset. This is hard. You know, you got to get your mind clear to go do surgery. So let me help you. And it changed a lot of my relationships with clients very quickly when I saw that people in a low state of mind the first thing they do is they call somebody to help them if they have a problem you know and they're not they when people have a problem most people get upset about it and that was you know you wouldn't think that would be an earth-shattering thing but i think about the number of people i know in business who have really hated their jobs because they didn't realize that they didn't realize that they were really they were their job was to help people to feel better and be reassured and not to, not to take it personally when people who didn't feel better and weren't reassured called them in the first place.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's interesting. Sometimes when I talk to people and they're telling me about somebody that said something bad to them or something, and it's so natural for me to say, Oh, they were just probably stressed out. And they're like, well, why aren't you being supportive of me? And is, I forget, you know, that people really believe that other people are spend that much time thinking about them that they'd come after them. I mean, honestly, there's some, you know, some people get in a low enough mood and they get focused on somebody and that's, that's a possibility. But by and large, most people are walking around thinking about themselves. They're not really thinking about you. And so the, it's not personal, but it's it just cracks me up because I forget because I just don't take that much personally anymore. I mean, if somebody says something directly to me, like, Chris, you're stupid or something, I might get a little reaction to that. But, you know, it's it's in general, I'm not thinking about the motive behind what people say. I just notice, you know, if it's coming from a good place, wonderful. That means that person is in a good mood. and They're, they're seeing things from a good place. It doesn't still doesn't mean anything about me. But if they're in a low mood, I definitely, you know, it's kind of, to me, it's like looking at people as kind of psychologically vomiting when they get in that state of mind. And frequently what comes out is, you know, a lot of crap. So you just got to step back and get out of the way rather than, you know, walk into it and have it be all over you. But that's, you know, I think that one of the things in in therapy, when, when people go to a counselor or a coach or whatever, we're sitting and we listen to people. And when you don't know about state of mind, or you don't, like everybody knows about state of mind, but when you don't, it's not real to you, You people will talk to you about their problems, and you start thinking that what they're telling you is accurate. Now, that's not to say that those things aren't going on, but generally, the way people talk about their, their life when they're in a low mood is going to be more negative. So guarantee that's, that's it right off the bat. The other thing is that they're generally going to be talking about their past, because when we get into that state of mind, we're accessing memory. So we're going to tell this person everything that ever happened to us that uh, made us upset. And I, I remember actually, I did that with with my teacher one time. I'd gotten, I just lost my good mood, and I went out to lunch with them, and I started telling him all this crap that he didn't need to know about my past, about how I was feeling. And he took one look at me, and he said. Chris, I don't know what's going on in your life up up in Minnesota, but you better go home and clean it up because you're a mess. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I had I, I was like, I was I was clueless about that. And he, you know, in those days we we did things differently, but he said, I don't want to talk to you when you're like this. You go home and get your act together and come back. And so I humbly put my tail between my legs and I flew home. And it was the best thing I ever and he could have done for me because I just kind of had a habit of Talking to people about how abused I was in the world, you know, and it it happened without me even realizing it. But you know, had he taken me seriously, I might have been sitting there talking about that for days, or you know, who knows what might have happened. Sorry, it's my husband's phone that just went off.
1: <laughs> you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because I've noticed even within one session. And I saw a lot at the Women's Resource Center when I was working with abused women that would, you know, they had a lot of tough situations in their life and in a low state of mind, they felt helpless and that like they'd never be able to handle it or they'd never figure out a strategy to get out of it or whatever they were trying to consider. And I used to listen for a whole hour, you know, to be respectful. I'd start and listen, 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 and they'd leave and they didn't feel, they they might have felt, oh, I'll come back because she's a good listener and she's, you know, she's not making me more upset. But I finally decided, you know what, I'm not going to do that anymore because it just doesn't help them to keep going over the same things when their state of mind is so low. And so I started doing things to divert them. Not, not as a technique, but in other words, somebody would start telling me a story that I already had heard from them, and I'd say, you know, we, we've talked about that, and um, you know, why don't you why don't you talk to me about something your kids are up to, or talk to me about what's going on now in your life. And so they'd get on another topic, and they brighten right up. You know, it's just that we're always one thought away from a whole different state of mind. As soon as our mind gets off our problems and ourselves and our self out and all of that then we start talking about life in general we'll come back into the moment and your state of mind lifts and then if I went back to the problem they would start coming up with answers and I would I was it was almost like miraculous it was it was it, I discovered that people are very quick to turn around that state of mind is as fleeting as the thinking you are doing But we have a tendency to get mired in our negative thoughts. When we get in a bad state of mind, we they they look so important. You get in a low state of mind and you think, Yeah, I'm on to something now. I I gotta deal with all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And you know, as soon as your spirits lift, you think, Oh well, tomorrow is soon enough, (laughs) you know, it'll look different tomorrow. And I can't I can't I was so thrilled to to see in real time. You know, this goes back years ago, but I to see in real time that people would start coming up with really good answers for themselves within, yeah. you know, a few moments if their state of mind shifted. And then I realized that state of mind is kind of our motive. It's, it is what's behind what looks possible to us.
0: Plus, the other thing that happens is that clients will come in like really, like almost like they're... uh programmed if they're going to see their therapist or their counselor that they should be talking about their problems and so they start thinking about what's wrong in their life on their way to the session frequently. And so by the time they're there they got a lot to talk about, they got a lot to to go over. And when you ask them how did your week go? Oh my gosh, it was awful. This happened and that happened and this happened. And then as the the hour goes by, Right, It's like they get in a better state of mind, and now all of a sudden they go, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. Last week I did da 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 and you're like, oh, my, that's great. That's wonderful, right? And so if you focus on this the 30 minutes they spent going over what was wrong with their life and that became your reality as the counselor, you're not going to notice when they actually say, say, something actually did happen that was good last week. I wasn't in that state of mind all the time yeah and so then you've got something to worry you can take them back to that and say hey did you notice that but if you don't you validate the fact that their week was crappy yeah. and that that perception is
1: the accurate accurate one that's so true i had a I had a client one time who was a single mom and she did you know she was working really hard she had two jobs and you know, to keep her life together. And her husband was kind of, sometimes he sent her the money and sometimes he didn't. She couldn't count on it. And, you know, so she, yeah, she had things that she had to deal with, but she also was living in a house that her mother owned. So she was living for, essentially she paid the utilities, but she was living there free. And it was a nice house and it was close to her mother who babysat for the kids. And she had two good jobs. They were, she liked her jobs. They weren't horrible jobs. And even though she was tired and she worked hard, she didn't hate her work. You know, she's telling me all this stuff. And I'm thinking, you know, really, there are a lot of single moms that have a lot worse than this, you know, and I, and it was right close to Thanksgiving. And it just, something told me, why don't we talk to her about what are you and your kids going to sit around and be thankful for on Thanksgiving? Because I knew she was pretty religious and she and her mom and the kids went to church. And, um, And she said, oh, I just have so much to be thankful for. I hope they come up with something. And I said, well, you know, they're going to press you. They're going to say, well, mom, what are you thankful for? And she said, well, that doesn't seem like therapy to me. I'm here to tell you my problems. And I said, well, we've got got time. Tell me a little bit about what you're thankful for. So she's thankful for her friends. She's thankful for her kids being good kids and doing well in school. She's thankful that her mom is so understanding and watches the kids. You know, she's thankful that she has a friend who owns a cabin in North Carolina and buys them up every summer so they have a nice vacation. It doesn't cost her anything. And she starts on this list, and she gets two-thirds of the way through the list, and she says, why am I in therapy? a good life. It was true. I mean, she just sort of blurted it out. And she said, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to insult you or anything, but now that you mentioned it <laughs> i said well you know you don't have to go to therapy if it it helps you please come back but you don't have to and i said well what you've seen in yourself right now is how quickly our thoughts change and when our thoughts change our whole reality changes our whole experience our feeling state changes immediately Mm -hmm. because that's really what state of mind is it's the feeling state that our thoughts take us into and um and I, but that was one of the cutest stories ever because she's just great. She's turned right around.
0: Yeah. I know. It's, it's, it's interesting because when you remember that the state of mind of the person that you're talking to is going to also influence how they hear you. Right. So in that case, you were trying to get her to go towards a more positive feeling and think about that. And she wanted to hang on to what she thought was real, which is kind of the stuff we make up when we're in that state of mind. So it cracks me up about that, at how creative human beings can be in creating problems for themselves.
1: Yeah, and how your whole life story looks so different at different times. Yeah. I thought, thought about that so often because when I look back uh, you know, on my past, sometimes some, something seems hilariously funny to me that at the time I was in tears. Mm -hmm. You know, I was thinking, oh no, this is the worst. This is the worst thing that ever happened to me. And I look back and I go, God, what a dumb mistake that was. Really funny, you know. It didn't have any bad consequences, but I mean, why did I do that? Was you know? And I can laugh at it.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, the other thing too is that there are things that I cried about that I don't even remember what they are. But I know I did a lot of crying. But there, it must have been something going on. But I can't even remember what it is. So by the time you're old, you won't remember it anyway. So you might as well. Just
1: start enjoying your life instead. Right. I think about that too. There's a number of things that seemed like the end of the world to me that are I've totally forgotten. What was that about? And I can remember sitting in, like in a teacher's office and crying my eyes out. Somebody goes say, well, what happened? I'm going, I don't know. <laughs> I just remember the teacher sitting there looking at me like, is she ever going to leave? <laughs> so...
0: I mean, mean, you know, the other thing I want to just talk a little bit about is the innocence um, in the field, because when we don't understand state of mind, when people come in and they start talking to you and they start telling you what they've gone through and what's happened to them and what their problems are now and all of that kind of thing, they are letting you know about the state of their thinking. Not the state of their life. Like they might have gone through all that, but that's no longer real. So, with your listening, you got it. We want to be listening in all those stories for the health and how they made it through it. Now, that's different than listening to those stories and saying, oh my God, you know, maybe you got to forgive yourself for doing something 30 years ago. That really hasn't been a problem until their mood dropped two months before that. Right. You know, like suddenly it's so you you have to take it in in the in the big picture and the same thing is true in relationships right if when people come in for couples counseling if you just talk to one person you're likely to come across with a very skewed perception of things so the thing i hear about the most from um people who have had other therapy is that um like especially if like their spouse is in therapy and they'll say well, my therapist said that you're being abusive to me and I should da, 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 da. And the, the other spouse is like, what? What did you tell them? Like, what, what do you, what do you mean by that? And because the, the therapist is listening for really what's wrong and, and, and the, the veracity of what the person is saying in a really low state of mind. Now that's dangerous because you're just getting the perception of the person's reality from their worst place with the most negative thinking. Now there's probably grains of truth in there, but by you only seeing that, that you're listening for facts and information as opposed to what state of mind is this coming from, you get a totally different perception. You can follow those problems down the garden path and the person ends up crying and gets upset and is in a really, bad state of mind because you didn't recognize they were in a low mood and had them talk about what their thinking looked like to them and it gets
1: more real and the other the other sort of danger there is that you can end up following them down you know if you get caught up in their story and you don't realize that they just the way they're talking right now it just sounds worse than it may sound at a different time when they're feeling a little different so, and I've seen that happen so often, you know, and I, I, I've noticed it in myself. If it triggers something that happened to me, if I'm listening to somebody and it it, it resonates with something similar that happened to me, I have a tendency to um, go there, you know, with the person. I'll think, oh gosh, yeah, that happened to me. I was really upset too. And it's really easy for your own uh, memories to get triggered. And you kind of have to just notice that you know when your mood drops it's a good it's it's a good sign that you're you're just kind of following the the primrose path of your client's sad feelings, and there's a big difference between having love and compassion and understanding for your client and believing in every word they say and and feeling sorry for them and feeling you know oh pathetic, oh, this is so sad, this is awful, this poor woman, oh my gosh, or this poor guy or this poor couple, you know, because people have tremendous resilience. You know, we're, we're designed, our fallback is, is peace and wisdom. And when we get going and we get in a low state of mind and our little mind starts generating all this negative thinking and we start feeling worse and worse, it's temporary. And it's something that we're doing with our thinking. And as soon as our thinking quiets down or changes, everything is different. And that's, I think, the most important thing that we start to see that state of mind is the highly variable thing. And it becomes the filter through which you see the past and the future and the present, you know, and it looks terrible or potentially wonderful or okay, depending on the state of mind you're in. And, and, and that's just a, that's a gift but the gift it's not a gift that we give people they already have it and our job is to point it out to them the other thing that's interesting about that is that you can sit there and
0: go on and on and on talking about a person's problem and the next week they come in there in a better place and they're like oh that's not even going on anymore yeah <laughs> and you spend all this time you know talking about it but when you recognize that when people You know, the innocence of psychology is really that that's how, what people do when they're in a low mood. So it's, it's not, it's not out of the, it's not crazy that psychology came up with, let's talk about what people's problems and try to fix them. Because that's what's on the mind of the client when they're in that low of a mood. So of course, if you don't understand state of mind, it looks like if we could just solve these problems, they'll feel better. But there's no end to those problems in that state of mind. So, Anyway, I think we've come to the end of our our time. I went that one very fast for some reason.
1: Well, we also we need to remind you that if you'd like to join a group that has discussions about psychology as it backwards and about how we see things through the principles and how a lot of people's lives change and so on, uh, we do have uh, psychology as it backward groups, which meet on Wednesday and Thursday, and you can find them on the website. Uh, and uh, you can sign up for a group if you'd like to join, and you don't have to join for any particular period of time. You can pop in and out if you'd like. So mm-hmm. just wanted to remind you that that's out there for you.
0: Yeah, if you'd like to come and join us, we have a good time. Yes. And uh, we'd love to have you come and ask your questions. You know, If you're like listening and you've got questions or things you want to ask about more personally,
1: mm-hmm. come and join us. Yes. So for now, uh, we'll say farewell and we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot for listening.
0: Aloha. We hope you heard something new and that you will continue to join us to challenge the prevailing thinking about the possibilities for health in everyone. To subscribe to the podcast, visit our website at psychologyhasitbackwards.com.